from Itaewon uh, campus here, whose life has been incredibly touched and transformed by the power of God this past year through our ministry. He's going to come up and he's going to share his testimony. Let's welcome up Ted Guilo. Amen. All right. Praise God. Today is a good day. Am I right? All right. Um, this testimony here is called Responding to the Call of the Lord. Um, and I don't know if you guys can tell from my face. I haven't had a chance to look in the mirror. But if you can't tell, I've been crying. Um, yeah, I've been crying. I've been crying a lot. Actually, I cried because I know today that the Lord, I just feel like the Lord is going to do some mighty, mighty works, mighty shifts in your lives like he did in my life over the last year. Um, I'll just start with this, that a year ago I was not the same person, and I invited a particular brother out today um, to come witness this, uh, that walked through me through the depths of the struggle. And I know my family is going to hear this at some point, and they walked through that struggle with me too. And, uh, yeah, I honor them for walking me through that because that was what got me listening to the Lord, and that's what got the Lord moving in my life so that I can be here today like this. So, can we just say amen? Praise God for that. All right. Um, my name is Ted. I'm can- a Canadian boy from Toronto. Uh, I came to Korea about a year and a half ago, and I stand before you today sharing my testimony of how the Lord has moved in my life, especially in the last year. I grew up in a culturally Christian family, going to church as a, as a kid, um, saying grace at the dinner table, praying out my, uh, my prayers before I go to sleep. Um, but it was very much a cultural Christian experience. Um, my brother and I played a lot of hockey. Um, we grew up in, we grew up in the hockey rink and these are some of the best days of my life. Um, you know, every single day I would go to hockey day in, day out. So I was about eight o'clock, eight years old till about 17. And, uh, in those days it was my mom and my dad who just made the most unbelievable sacrifices to get me there. Um, and it was in that place that I actually learned uh, the heart of the Father. Um, yeah, my my dad was just like the exemplary, an example of true, the true love of the Father. And that's just made it so easy for me to experience the love of the Father who is above. Um, but yeah, anyways, my parents sent me to a Christian school when I was in grade 8 in order to get a good education and to learn Christian values. And at that time, I actually knew nothing about what Christianity was. Um, in religion class, I learned about God, uh, and I felt it made sense to me. And in a little retreat in October, starting school in September, for those of you guys who are, who are Korean, in Canada, we start school in September. and we, uh, So we had a little retreat in October, and uh, yeah, I just, it made sense to me. I invited the Lord on my way to the bathroom, actually. And I was just like, yeah, Jesus, this makes sense to me. I receive this. <laughs> Bring it on. I receive this. This is good. Uh, and that was in October of 2000. Um, but it was, as you can hear, like it was on the way to my bathroom. I was like, I was like, oh, that was an awesome service. That was an awesome thing. And yeah, so I was kind of on my own. Um, and I had two years of religion class, but no baptism or pastor guiding me in my walk. No under shepherd, no small group leader, not, none of that. Um, but religion class, and that's, that's good. Um, and then I went to public school uh, in grade 10, and I still didn't go to church. Um, but I did read my Bible every morning, every night. I read it a couple times in high school on my own. Um, yeah, and this was an awesome time. Uh, I went to a, a camp 
up north in Toronto, north of Toronto, called Fraser Lake Camp. It's Mennonite Camp, uh, sport noof on that one. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing place. I sing worship songs, doing devotions, having good conversations. And I did grow up a bit in the faith there. Um, in college and high school, I liked to party. Uh, by university, I had a hard time calling myself a Christian because I was not living the way Jesus taught. In fact, actually, in uh, the Christmas of 2009, I had a con- I'm sorry about the sniffles. That's kind of gross. Um, I also have a little bit of a cold, but I break that off in Jesus' name. So, all right. Um, yeah, no, on Christmas, I was shown in, in Florida. I actually flew down with my brother to go meet up with my parents. Uh, they had gone down a little earlier. And uh, I was basically going down announcing I want to go international. I want to I go teach somewhere in the world. Uh, I got a couple of friends from university who want to do it with me. Um, and they're like, no, stay in Thornhill, stay in the hometown. And I was like, ah, but okay, we'll see. But God wasn't actually a part of that plan. But I did tell my brother right, right then that I was like, I believe in God. I got faith. But I know my actions don't reflect it, and then I still didn't change. So during these days, um, yeah, I mean, my, I, I love them. They were great. They had a sort of walk in the world with the Lord. It was a little bit like this. Um, but my spirit was not fully alive in God. I left for Korea in August 2010. I left just after a really bad breakup along with other issues. I was riddled with terrible anxiety and some depression. I was not happy and didn't like being in Korea. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have uh, moved away from home for the first time, but this was my experience. It was my first time living alone. Uh, It was my first real job. It was a new culture, a new language, and I was only connected to my family and closest friends by Skype and email. My living accommodations were not ideal working for the hog one that I worked for, and this added to it, but I'll leave it at that. Um, That night, uh, the night that I arrived in Korea, my coworkers actually invited me out and uh, praise God, I ended up at Hillside, yeah, Hillside, New Philadelphia Church the following morning. Um, at the end of the night, my coworkers invited me out that day, so I went out, and the only person who I knew, um, who li- knew where I lived, because I had no idea where in Korea I lived, um, yeah, this is a bit of a boldness, and I'm going to just say that I walked out of my apartment, didn't know whether to turn left or right, decided to turn right, got in a cab to Shincheonyuk, which I had no idea what that was. Found my way to the McDonald's, met up with my friends. Anyways, the brother was going home early because he was going to New Philly in the morning, and I asked if I could join him. Um, come to New Philadelphia Church is definitely God-ordained, God-chosen. Um, so what I saw dumbfounded me. It amazed me. Uh, I'd never seen anything like it. I actually prayed for Danny, Danny Sucks back that day, and it was the first time I'd ever prayed for another person, and I'd been a, a Christian for, uh, you know, 10, 10 years or so. So it was very, it was very different. Um, and then I started hopping around other churches, trying to find out, you know, where I wanted to situate myself. And I almost committed to Onori, but then again, I just didn't. Um, I now know that the struggles I experienced were spiritual attacks, and they brought me to an incredible low. I was riddled with anxiety and put my identity fully in my ability to teach. I was gripped by unstable emotions, and my days were either good or bad based on how my students responded to me. Finally, after being in Korea for two months, I gave up. I told my parents that I couldn't go on living like this and that I needed to come home. My parents said, okay, get on the next flight. I said, well, give it two weeks. <laughs> I turned to the Lord and I said, I can't do this. If you want me to stay in Korea, you're going to have to pull a miracle and change something. And a miracle is exactly what the Lord did. 
As soon as I gave this up to the Lord and depended on him totally, immediately things started getting easier. Teaching became easier. My friends helped my friends help and words of encouragement were finally sinking in and I started to think more positively about myself and my situation. I was able to clearly, for the first time in a long time, be able to just make a decision and go forward. Um, in, as you can tell, in, I'm still in Korea. Um, three months ha- after having arrived in Korea, though, I finally admitted to a friend that I liked being in Korea. It took me three months. Uh, after the Lord picked me up, I actually then I turned into a, uh, to a season of drinking, partying, hapkido, and pros- promiscuity. In January and February of the year, I was going out a couple nights a week, waking up hungover just to think, ah, oh, why am I doing this? I was turning to all sorts of philosophies on how to move forward and getting myself together. I was listening to Pastor Christian's podcast. I loved his preaching. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I started listening morning and night all the time whenever I was at home, and eventually I heard Pastor Christian's sermon, Do Not Go Naked. This brought on my conviction to get in covering and find a church. Naturally, I decided that probably New Philly was a good idea. Um, his message spoke to my core, and I was... Oh, then when meditating and relaxing, the Lord impressed upon me to go to New Philadelphia Church and make it your home. He, the audible voice of the Lord said, go. Um, and that's what my testimony is about, is responding to the call of the Lord. Um, and that Sunday I went, and I got on the 421. I went the wrong way, and about it ended up about a half hour, 45 minutes outside the city. And I thought, well, I might as well still go. You know, hopefully, maybe he's still preaching. And uh, show up about an hour and a half late, and praise God, he was preaching. <laughs> His message spoke to my core, and I was so moved. I told him what the Lord had said and told him that I wanted to get with New Philadelphia Church. Not only that, but I wanted to serve. This is my first day. He looked at me with this pleased look, nodding on his head. You know that, like, yeah. <laughs> the next week, I went out Saturday night partying. Hmm. The next morning in the Jim Jabong, the Lord impressed upon my heart. Pastor Christian is your spiritual father, and he is going to lead you through a season of character change. <sighs> For those of you who have spent time with me over the past nine months, I'm sure you'll agree with this, that this is happening. Amen? I went to the service that Sunday and was rocked by the praise and the message, tears and everything. Yeah, real men cry. At least... I know Diddy's right there with me on that one. Uh, Amen. I had membership class just after three weeks going to the church. And the night before, I was up in the club in Itaewon pulling all sorts of nonsense. The next day, I went to PC and I told him what I'd been up to. Confessed to him and I told him that I was not about to come back to him the next week to tell him I'd done the same thing. We prayed together, went through the healing deliverance Repent, confess, repent, renounce. And from that on, the spirit of lust and debauchery was broken off of me. The next day, the, the next week, the Lord prompted me to read verses and Bible stories all over the place. I was listening to sermons like crazy, and the Lord was drawing me into his heart. I joined an amazing small group with Zach Dean and Mark Rado. A little shout out there. Uh, and Zach, Zach shepherded me from the ground up. The Lord has taken me from a place of desolation to a place of life. And I knew that as I was embracing this, that I wanted a partner in seeing other people receive the same grace of God that I was receiving. Since then, I went on my first mission to trip to Bangladesh. 
I went home to Canada, and actually I share with my life experiences with my family and saw shifting with my mom in particular. Um, on the way to the airport, back to Korea, my mom got whacked in the spirit. She called me. I was literally about to get on the, on the, on the plane, and uh, she asked me, what is this? And I said, well, wh- what are you feeling? And she's talking about the tingling, and she's talking about how she's never felt this good before and how she feels like she's in the presence of God. And, you know, today she's committed her life to Christ. And she actually, she loves sharing the gospel everywhere she goes, where she serves at an outreach church for the homeless in Toronto. I was baptized in August this year by Pastor Christian. I received, and then in this, I recited the verse, Romans eight fourteen to 15. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. For you received the spirit of adoption. The spirit producing sonship. And it's that bliss in which we cry, Abba, Father, which means Daddy. Which means we have an intimate relationship. We cry out to Him. Like he's our dad. And, you know, I can experience this because I had a really wonderful dad. Um, I want to tell you today that the Spirit of God bears fruit in your life when you follow the Spirit's leading. But bearing that fruit is based on adoption as sons. We have all sinned, but it is by the redemptive power of the Lord Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, that we are grafted into the tree of life, the olive tree. Brothers and sisters, do not miss this opportunity to embrace the Lord, to receive this adoption. This freedom is for you. Some of you may doubt that, but this freedom is for you. We've been singing it for the last 20 minutes. It's what makes me cry. It's what makes me know that what the Lord did in my life in 2010 and 11 is what he can do in your life if you let him. All it takes is you to open up your heart, to receive the love and the grace that he's about to give you. Brothers and sisters, do not miss this opportunity to embrace the Lord, to receive this adoption. This freedom is for you. This love relationship with the living God, it's for you. And it's what brings true contentment. It's what brings joy. It's what brings strength. And you know what, too? It's not just for you. When you're in sonship, submitted and trusting to the Lord and to the spiritual mentors he puts over you, you bear fruit that brings the kingdom to your parents. That's up. To your children. That's down to your brothers and your sisters. And that's the shape of the cross. The Lord may start with moving in your life, but the power of his redemptive love moves beyond you to reach the people in all areas of your life. Hello? Hello? All right. The Lord may start moving, start with moving in your life, but the power of his redemptive love moves beyond you to reach the people in all areas of your life. My hope is that you hear the truth of Christ's power to overcome my life obstacles and circumstances and stand on it, that God can overcome your own circumstances. Thank you.